Hello and welcome to Strange Ways with me, Liam Humes. And Harry Browse. The podcast all about the puzzling, peculiar and the perverse. Before we start, we want to be clear that we're not making light of people's fears and phobias. This podcast is an exploration of the weird and wonderful things which make this world that little bit strange. Well, today's a bit different because we're recording in our hallway. Very glamorous. This space. Yes. There's a lot of building work going on outside. We thought living in the city centre would be very glamorous, very kind of... Chic. Very chic. <laughs> but, at, but in reality, we're living opposite a building site, which we didn't expect to be there. And yeah, it, it's Saturday morning. There's lots of vans and lorries and stuff. So we're not recording in, in the usual place today. We kind of locked ourselves in the hallway, so a bit mm. further away from the windows. But we're kind of sat, surrounded by cushions, aren't we? And We've made it cosy. in a little corridor. We've done the best with what we can do. I'm sure on the last episode, you actually complaining how tired you are so this is becoming a bit of a pity party it is it is pity me i've got my tea though i've got a cup of tea um and i'm excited to get started actually i am how's your week been first before we jump in no strange occurrences as of well actually no saying that last night i saw a woman eating kebab off like literally off the floor what um yeah yeah that's gross that's just manchester isn't it so um i had a strange thing happen to me yesterday actually i was in the flat on my own i've not told you about this um i was just getting ready for bed getting changed and as I was like literally taking my clothes off um <laughs> I felt like a really weird thing behind me almost like something was pushing against my back and I told you this as if I was brushing against a person or against the wardrobe or something <laughs> grinding a ghost <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah I've not told you about this but it's actually really scary so I felt like there was around about hip level or just above like at the bottom of my back something quite soft pushed against me so I thought I'd like walked backwards into the the wardrobe or something but there's nothing there how mm. weird is that reminds me of Tatiana see me with them hands oh, with yeah. my ass on his hook <laughs> <laughs> but that's actually really scary um, yeah very scary I, I didn't it didn't actually scare me that much I didn't get str- struggle going to sleep or anything but I kind of pretended it didn't happen mm. now I've spoken it into existence it's a bit scarier but I just felt like there was something pushed against me just a bit weird yeah been very lonely, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just imagined that had happened because it's been so long. <laughs> well, my, my voice is a bit of a strange occurrence today, isn't it? It's got very deep and very manly. I know, it's only adding to the contrast between yeah. you and I. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I feel very sexy with it. I'm like, hello. Hmm. No, it's not sexy at all. No. No, no, I wouldn't do that again. Anyway, right, we might as well get on with the show. This week, we're going to be discussing cholerophobia, which is the fear of clowns. Spelling? C-O-U-L-R-O-phobia. Oh, fear of clowns. A very common fear. Yeah, very common. Very common in pop culture, I think. Yes. And obviously, we've just had the Joker film out, which I haven't seen yet. It was excellent. I'm sure, you know, if you guys listen have seen it, you'll agree it was, it was really good. I think it's probably going to be an Oscar contender, to be honest. Oh, wow. Really, really enjoyed it. Lovely. I was doing a little bit of research, of course, as I do before each episode, but just into how many people this affects. So an estimated 12% of people in the UK, which I think is really high, suffer from cholerophobia, a serious phobia of clowns that tends to be rooted in the media or formed by bad experiences. This reminds me, my mum, she's not, uh, she doesn't have a fear of clowns, but if someone's dressed up, you know, in a, uh, like a, like a mascot, or they're advertising something and they're in a, a costume. She hates it. She won't go near it. She gets really freaked out and funny about it. But I don't know whether it's like kind of 
related to that and that whole it will be she would hate we just got back from Disneyland Paris about a month ago she would have hated that surely yeah she would you know, have bumping into Pluto <laughs> yeah no she can't deal with things like that and to be fair it freaks me out as well just uh, it's something about not knowing who's under there and just a bit uneasy I think that's one of the things that causes a lot of people to have that fear I was reading it was actually from the same piece by that Harley Street psychotherapist he said that clowns are scary for two reasons firstly they're unnatural we know they're human but they don't look like normal humans the face paint hides their facial expressions and we can't read their emotions like normal people and also their movements are exaggerated and unnatural and it says that people build rapport based on similarity clowns are by definition very different so it creates a barrier against connection. It's uncanny valley, isn't it, really, I suppose? So it's something that's almost human but and presents as human, but then not there's, quite. it's not quite. There's just something that it doesn't reach. Yeah, so they, they do freak me out. And I, 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 don't, I don't see how they're funny. I, there, are, there are, like, slapstick. Uh, slapstick comedy is funny sometimes. But I, I just don't see that they have a place in, you know... 21st century <laughs> yeah well no do you know what? I actually don't have this fear I, you don't I, no you don't like, you're not scared of clowns no not at all oh really um, when I was a child I never really had a clown you know I never had a party with a clown mm. so I've never had that exposure I guess I've only seen them on f- <laughs> film um, I, I never really watched scary films until I was a teenager so no I just, I've always just seen them as children's entertainers mm. maybe because um as a child, I obviously went to a lot of other kids' parties. <laughs> um, as you do when you're... As you, you do, know. but I f- I even I feel like being from kind of quite normal, down-to-earth, working-class area, there were probably some shit children's entertainers, so they probably weren't that scary <laughs> anyway. They were probably just like, fella from down the street with a red nose, yeah. like, it was never that scary. You know what I mean? Kev's got his makeup on again. Yeah. I was looking a little bit into the history of clowns, especially in popular media, just to see where some of those fears come from. Um, Many of these are really famous. It says here that the 20th century was a big time for clowns in popular media. So we've got that modern archetype, I guess, that stereotypical clown. That's from the DC comics. We've already mentioned the Joker. That's from 1940, that that first started appearing in comic books. And then again, Pennywise is the clown that is really popular today. But that's obviously from Stephen King's novel It. That's from 1986. But even recently, I think there have been two... It films. Yeah. So right through our kind of modern culture, clowns have been quite prominent, I guess. Another thing I found that I thought was really interesting from 1978 is a real crime story from America. So there was a serial killer and a sex offender called John Wayne Gacy. Oh, yes, I've heard, you heard of this. Yeah. And he was known in the press as the killer clown when he was arrested in the late 70s, it was discovered that he'd performed as Pogo the Clown at children's parties and other events. You can see a picture of him. On, really? Yeah, if you go, and it, you can see him in his clown makeup. Yeah. It's awful, it's so scary. And um, although he didn't commit the crimes dressed as the clown, mm. there's still that really weird comparison between he's a children's entertainer, he wears this mask, and he's also this really sinister person. So I think that, probably in the 70s, 80s, is where this craze that's so big today for killer clowns is really came from clowns haven't just been around since the 80s though mm-hmm. with that they have actually been around since ancient rome and mimes and clowns have always played a massive role in theater that's where they've started so 
in ancient Rome, a, there was one clown called Stupidus. That's sort of a, a caricature, like a a type of like the pantomime dame. Mm-hmm. Stupidus is a type of clown that you become, um, and hence that's where we get the word stupid from. Um, and it was he was a sort of a, a mimic fool. He was usually bald headed or wore a long pointed hat and a multicoloured outfit. So, kind of the predecessor to Harley Quinn. Um, he was famous for his innuendos and riddles and the ability to rain down blows on his fellow performers in burlesque fights in typical slapstick fashion. Another one was called Skura, where we get the word scurrilous, which I don't actually know yeah, what that I've means. Heard. Have you heard that before? Yeah. I've, not, I've never heard that one before. Who indulged in jesting, his physical oddities setting him apart from his better class colleagues. So there were these circus performers, um, and I suppose that's where we get the circus theme from um, the idea of freaks and freak shows and things, which obviously is very problematic, but that's that's yeah. the history, that's the legacy of those kind of performers. Clowns as well have their own slang, which I found really interesting. Clown Alley is the backstage area for clowns. That's where they get dressed and that's where they hold their props. So, you know, I, I remember a couple of clown shows where they have like a, almost like a curtain divider thing where they just pop round and then, you know, stick on a flower that squirts water kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's Clown Alley. Almost like a green room. Yeah. <laughs> green room. Yeah, takes tea, has some Pringles. <laughs> um, boss Clown is a clown responsible for leading the other clowns. So if there's a clown troop, that I suppose. Major. Yeah, I'm the boss clown. <laughs> How would you how would you say that? Caravari? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Is a type of acrobatic clown routine. A carpet clown, a clown who starts his act from the audience for a better comedic effect. So he'll be sitting in the audience and then oh, pops up like kind that. of thing. Carpet clown. First of May is a name for a novice performer without previous experience. First of May. I don't I don't know why that where they've got that from, yeah. but Trooper, a name for a performer with a considerable experience. The one who has spent at least one full season with the circus. A seasoned veteran. So he's a trooper. But I suppose you get... But it's spelled T-R-U-P-E-R. Well, a troop is like a dance troupe, isn't it? It's like the collective group of performers. Yeah. So I guess that's where that comes from. Trooper, trooper, yeah. So I I find it fascinating that there's the the language that's used as well. I didn't realise there was seemingly such a community and... Mm. All that slang and whole language around that lifestyle, all that profession. Speaking of community, of clowns, there is an event that happens on the first Sunday of every February. Can you guess what that is? What happens on the first of February? Comic Con? No. <laughs> Clown <laughs> convention? Close. So basically, every... That big meetup. It is the... Anniversary of the death of Joseph Grimaldi, which is the f- one of the first famous clowns. He was an English actor, and he popularised the white paint look okay. of, for clowns. Yeah. At the Holy Trinity Church in Dalston, East London, every February, clowns mark Grimaldi Day, where they all dress up and they go to the church and memorialise him, and then do a clown show after. Some of the pictures of it are kind of freaky, all these clowns sitting in a church. Very strange. Imagine turning up to, like, Sunday service, like, little old lady <laughs> with a little... expecting a cup of tea with a vicar, and then she's greeted by, like, 100 clowns. <laughs> I'd fucking That cry. is nightmarish. Yeah. 1834, um, he moved to Southampton Street in Islington, where he spent the last few years of his life alone as a depressed alcoholic. 
which is very sad. Mm. And kind of goes against this idea of a clown as, you know, a happy figure, bringing laughter and jokes and whatever, and just inside he's yeah. clearly not happy. That's I think that's actually really common. To, um, if you look at people like Charlie Chaplin, and even characters such as the Joker in the recent film, it's a similar kind of story. In fact, that story you just read, I thought was really interesting. If I worked for 20th Century Fox, I'd make a film out of that. Wouldn't That's, that be a really good I film? I was literally thinking the same when I was when I was researching it. He's got quite a fascinating life. His mum um, was 14 when she gave birth to him. Yeah, that would be a really good... It could be quite a dark, kind of moody mm. biopic. Oh, yeah. It'd be good, wouldn't it? I could see it now. I can see you it. know what? There might already be one because I, I really. Want I to reckon there must be. There must and I'd be. And I call it what? Grimaldi. Grimaldi. I mean, you heard it here first. If that gets made, well, copyright. Yeah. Fucking credit us. I found some research here by the University of Sheffield. Oh, big up! Yes, yeah, so they're very, very close to our minds. <laughs> and the University of Sheffield concluded that clowns are universally disliked by children because some found them frightening and unknowable. So I think that goes back to the idea of it's a disguise, you don't know who it is, you can't read their... They're not loving, how, are they? You can't read how they <laughs> feel, you can't gauge their reaction. Mm. There's also something sinister about them, isn't there? It's quite Freudian, if you imagine, like, a room for clowns laughing at you, it's just it's more humiliating than entertaining. Mm. I don't know, there's something dark about it. And, yeah, and what I think is dark about clowns is this sinister vibe behind the whole thing is that they often do really sad or serious things you know like pretend to murder someone or if you even think of punch and judy mm. it's kind of abusive and violent but then it's all masked with this hilarity with the fire engines and like it's always to it's do with so fire strange. and death and there's there's some dark edge to it and then they i suppose but it's all about making that funny and making it light but i think that's what's mm. jarring from a lot of people is that it's on the surface, funny, but it's, it's got a real darkness behind it. That's clear to see. Mm. Um, and that actually links into... There's some theory here. This is quite intellectual, so if you find this interesting, I did. But this is from the theorist Bakhtin. Heard of Bakhtin? Yes. Uh, and it's the theory of the carnivalesque. I won't yes. go into it. You can research it. I just read a little bit, actually. But the carnivalesque is similar to what we've just said. It's that idea of fun and hilarity but it has some kind of universal truth about human psychology. And specifically with the carnivalesque, everything's got an opposite. So in a carnival or like a fate, there's usually a crowning of like a a king or a queen of the fate. But this is followed by a decrowning, it said. So everything's got an opposite. And it, it even includes things like life and death, violence and peace, all comes under this theme of the carnivalesque. And I think that's what's very sinister and strange about clowns. That's really interesting. It's a bit like those carnival mirrors. You know, those wonky mirrors that distort, reflect but distort and make you look fat and... Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of twisted reality that is being reflected back. Yeah, you're so right. There's probably some really deep intellectual research you could do into this. I find it really interesting. I do find it interesting. I was also reading on a similar topic that um, a cultural critic, Mark Derry, has said that the carnivalesque and historical writings and images of a fool, you know, in kind of ancient Roman and Greek terms, as you were saying, in theatre, the fool, in myth and history. And also he spoke about 
um, the early 20th century is a time of kind of um, revolution and industrial revolution and information. He says that all of that in the 20th century created a mingling of ecstasy and dread. And this is that the highs Ooh. and lows of that carnivalesque oh, that I was talking that. about. And that is what asserts the evil clown as an icon of the 20th century. I mean, I, I completely agree. Like, I thought that was quite yeah, intellectual yeah. to bring to the podcast, but I really enjoyed it. No, but I thought, what I found interesting is where, is where things... And I suppose that goes behind this entire podcast, where things sit on this boundary between being terrifying and dark and funny and light and that it's just that liminal kind of space. And I think clowns occupy that as well. With okay. their, and we were, we were literally talking about this er- earlier, saying how they present as human, but there's twi- it's twisted, it's slightly leaning towards something that feels dark and unsafe, but also light and yeah. comedic. It's just this weird blurring of the two. So it's aimed at children and it's supposed to be entertaining. Yeah, adults, very. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's also got this murderous kind of edge. psychopathic edge to it and that's what films like it take Explore. advantage of yeah. yeah that's really interesting thanks the University of California also said that young people are very reactive to a familiar body type and an unfamiliar face so we, that's similar to something we've mentioned what do you mean familiar body, body type but unfamiliar <laughs> what's does, a familiar body type that does sound strange that's a quote from um, that study but I assume that means a familiar body type meaning if you're not you know if it, like eight eight well, I don't know I don't, if you're eight foot sorry but if you're eight eight foot and like you know I think like it's... slender man slender man I, I that's yeah. maybe that maybe that people will find that creepier I don't know because it's a no I think he's saying what's scary for children is a right. familiar body but an unfamiliar face right okay it's almost like well exactly like a clown or anyone in anyone in a mask. Right. So it's like they recognise the body but not the face. That's very strange, but that's what, that's what this research has found that children find frightening. Right. Know what I mean? Yes, I get that, yeah. That's interesting. But the Joker, actually, not to do a review of the film Joker, but that, I think, did a more modern twist on it because it looked at things like mental health and trauma, which were done in a quite serious way. And it didn't... Although the Joker is an evil character because he does kill people, he's presented in a way that's much more... Human. The audience feels more sympathetic. Yeah, he mm. is more human. You understand his flaws, and I think it's what you'd call an example of an anti-hero. I mean, the the role of the clown in theatre since uh, the ancient Roman period, the clown has always been a way for the author, the playwright, to project anxieties and project cultural anxieties onto onto this character. Clowns have also got the ability to laugh at things and go that extra mile where if you were to say it out loud, it would be inappropriate, it would be inappropriate or it wouldn't be... Uh, a, and I suppose drag queens do a little bit a similar. You're right. uh, like, drag queens are, the, uh, are... There's maybe no accountability for what they're saying because they're playing a role as they say it. Mm. I think that's part of it. I think it's fascinating how a bit of makeup, a costume, completely changes how you... How you perceive, how, how you interact with others, how, yeah, and how that object sort of changes what can be said and the boundaries that can be pushed as well. Mm. But I think that I think that, that's great. I'm actually I've got a, bit, a renewed ex, uh, respect for cr- clowns. I think. Yeah, me too. I didn't expect to kind of get into the 
intellectual side of the study of it, but I found that really interesting. Gosh, we could do a lecture on this. Well, Is yeah, we start, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, the University of Sheffield, they do have that fairground archive, don't they? So it's so that's their area of expertise. True, we should have looked at. We there. should have actually been. I've got too much on <laughs> too much on the plate. <laughs> There is one more thing I wanted to share, actually, and this is um, something a bit... Well, actually, I'm going to say a bit lighter, but it's still very scary, but it's not kind of as intellectual, I guess, and it doesn't require as much thought. This is the Phantom Clown sightings. So, mm-hmm. you remember a few years ago, uh, specifically in the UK? That was everywhere, wasn't it? Yeah, it was It was huge. It was. I mean, the media, specifically things like The Sun and The Daily Mail, lapped it up, you know, because mm-hmm. um, it was a bit of a weird cultural phenomenon. I just had a look into it. So it said, The related urban legend of evil clown sightings, also known as phantom clowns, were first reported in 1981, and it started in America. So all throughout the 80s and the 90s. So this is about the time of Stephen King's novel, and that, you know, that time in history when the DC comic was, was first popular. Children said that men dressed up as clowns and had attempted to lure them into a van. So, you know, very mm. scary but commonly told kind of... Story. Story that you hear. And panic spread throughout the US. It was in the news at that time. And, oh, it even says here that explanations for the phenomenon were ranged from Stephen King's book It to the crimes of the serial killer John Wayne Gacy. Right. It also showed similarities to the story of the Pied Piper. Oh. Luring children. Yeah, so, I didn't think about that. The theme I'm getting from all of this is that it kind of links back to almost like a folk folkloric tradition. Ooh, you know I me? Mean? love folkloric. Which I think is sinister because it feels old and strange mm. and unfamiliar. So I think that's what makes Come it a little bit through scary. English degree. I know. Um, and in most cases, these reports were made by children and no adults or police officers were able to confirm the sightings. So it made it a little bit strange and peculiar in a way that we like on this podcast. Yes. But in 2014, up to now, it had a bit of a revival, you know, for this yeah, sighting. Yeah, I remember that. I remember it, yeah. Um, so the, f- the first one, more recently, was 2014. Um, an Italian YouTuber under the channel DM Pranks began dressing up as a killer clown, terrifying, unsuspecting passers-by. His videos racked up thousands, um, hundreds of millions of views. So that's where this craze started. And at that time, you might remember American Horror Story Freak Show. Right. Um, American Horror Stories, I actually really like that series. Well, that's the thing. I, I didn't know, because it was coming out when there was a, a massive revival of clown sightings. I always I always kind of thought it was maybe a publicity stunt. People, they're dropping stories be. about, you know, clown sightings. Coincidentally, when a film about a clown is being revived... I always thought it was a bit of a publicity thing. I remember seeing one video of a clown sighting on a mobility scooter. It was just this guy in a, in a clown mask on a mobility scooter oh, driving gosh. past. But it just it just made me laugh because it was it was dressed as like you know like it was just going to the shops. He just had a clown mask on going past the shops. Weird. Just, that also is just a little bit like um, Jigsaw, you know, from the Saw films. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's a similar look, yeah, isn't it? But... Maybe maybe that's what it was going for. I want to play a game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, these clown sightings, which were branded killer clowns by the UK press, as the Sun likes to, you know, make things into... Sensationalise. Exactly, yeah. So the headline from the Sun, 2017. It's come to Britain. Clown sightings <laughs> in the UK 
where have they been spotted and where's the trend come from? So there's an article here that you can... Where were they spotted? I'm interested to know. All over the UK. Oh, really? So the, I've not got the website up now, but there was a map of the UK that the sun had made and they, they'd made it look <laughs> like um, a carnival poster, you know, that carnival That's fun. cool. I, that's really interesting. That, that's quite of, good uh, branding from the sun and I'm yeah. not one to say that, but that's quite, that's quite good design. They'd dropped pins, if you like, all over a map and showed where the clowns were and it was every city and every town. Uh, but it said here that things got a little bit more sinister, actually, because what started as a silly craze soon turned sinister, with sightings of clowns holding knives, golf clubs, and even chainsaws. Yeah, that's just too far, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not one for going out and scaring people with a clown outfit on, but as soon as you no. start making it th- threatening and genuinely intimidating, like, that you've crossed a boundary. It's exactly. Not, yeah. So it says that things went one step further. Clowns were jumping out in front of cars to scare drivers... They were trying to open car doors. That's disgusting. Yeah. That is disgusting. They were chasing people and even attacking them. Um, and in early October of 2017, a woman was forced into labour early after a teenager oh. jumped in front of her. And a schoolboy was left needing stitches after a clown threw a stick at his head. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I just had an image of just like, <gasps> whack! <laughs> Almost like a slapstick. Yeah. Um, so far... This is from 2017, but several people across the country were arrested. And in the weeks before Halloween, which is probably when this reached climax, the first person in the UK was prosecuted. He was fined £90 and will have a permanent criminal record for intentionally scaring children. A few days later, two 12-year-old boys were charged with threatening and intimidating behaviour after menacing members of the public in Fife. A spokesman said, their actions cause fear and anxiety. This could lead to public order offences, arrest and criminal record. We urge people to refrain from such activity. Too right. So very interesting that how all of that clown theory we kind of spoke about of why they're scary resulted in this extreme pranks where people actually started to get hurt and arrested. And that's when it stops being nuanced and interesting. (laughs) As soon as you start getting the golf club out... Yeah, you've 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 made it not. Yeah, you've just ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> you've ruined it for everyone. Do you remember this news story? Yet? Would you remember being I, scared yeah. at the time? I remember being. Yeah, I, I wanted to go and find some because I was just interested of in what they would do. Because at the end, I was just interested in what they would do if I saw one. Do you mean well, would I it run know. after me? Would it you know attack me with a knife? Who knows? But I just <laughs> wait, I don't know. attack you with a knife. No attack attack. <laughs> I remember watching it on the news because it was literally on you know like the ten o'clock news. Yeah. Like, Killer clowns, as they branded it. I mean, not very responsible. The thing is, they didn't kill anyone. No, but so, it's because they were... You know what? I just thought this also similar to the Purge films. I don't know when the Purge oh, films yeah, came out. yeah, yeah. Um, probably at similar times. There's been a few now. That's a similar thing of... It's blurring those masks and the disguise with the threat of murder. And that's what makes it even more... That's probably stepped up a level from like the 80s and 90s to make it even scarier mm. and more sinister in, you know... The, the threat's century. more sinister than the actual action. Yeah. Just getting a, ch- getting a stick chucked at your head and getting stitches in the in the grand scheme of things, in any other situation, yeah, that's that's pretty rubbish. But it's like but as soon as stuff. as soon as you put a clown mask and, some, and it's a clown throwing a stick at your head, that just makes <laughs> it all the more... <laughs> weird. <laughs> weird and horrible. I went to Alton Towers. Oh, poor um, you. Oh, no, I like Alton. Oh, it was rubbish. Thought Park is so much better. Well... This is a north-south divide again. Yeah. Although, Alt Towers is in the Midlands, but... Oh, um, oh. Ooh, than, don't start that. It's better than Blackpool Pleasure Beach, which is the north's Black version. Peel. 
Um, but we used to go on school trips every year at Halloween. It was called Scarefest. I think it still happens. And you know what? I would recommend it. It's quite fun. Um, and there, there were... I think I might have told you this story, but there are people dressed up, a bit like Disneyland, but it was all Halloween-themed, to scare you as you go around, and that's part of the fun of it, and it's what you expect. But on one occasion, we were 15, 14, 15, we were at school, so still quite young, I would say, and this pig person chased us and was snorting and shouting and really terrified us, but we were laughing at the same time. Mm. But it chased us kind of off the main path at all towers into like a woodland bit, um, and really scared us and we got separated and we were like, oh my God, that was so scary. But he actually kind of got my friend, this maybe sounds more dramatic once, but kind of up against a wall. Like he touched her a little bit, but it wasn't inappropriate as I may be making it sound, but he kind of went too far, this yeah. person. Um, so we actually complained, if you like, I love complaining, to like uh, someone at Alton Towers and said, whoever's dressed up in there, they've just... Because they're like, this. no one's dressed as a pig. Yep. Re- no, yeah. no. They said none of our employees are dressed like that, and that behaviour doesn't. They how couldn't s- explain it. How sad must you be to pay thirty quid for an Alton Towers Scarefest ticket just to dress up as a pig and go around pinning up people against the wall? I know. It was probably a teenager, similar age to us, trying to have a laugh. It was a prank again, but that it was scarier afterwards that we discovered it wasn't an employee, which made it feel a little bit safer. Because you think, oh, they're not actually allowed to touch us. They're not going to kill us because this is all fun. But once we realised we don't actually know who it was, we were terrified, trust me, we were sticking to the paths then. Yeah. <laughs> right, I think it's New Story of the Week time, isn't it? Yeah, so I've got it. This comes from the Leicester Mercury. And it's a Leicester story, of course. And it's from last week. So it's very, Last week? Yeah, so it's oh. a very recent story. Mum buried in coffin that looks like giant box of Thai food tea bags. Right, done. That's it. That's it. We've set. <laughs> and that's the end of news for the week. <laughs> Sub headline. Great pun. Mum said she was deadly serious about the coffin, so that was that. <laughs> Great. Debs Donovan. Debs. I Not mean, Deborah. No Debs. Debs. My name's Debs. I mean, do you have to be? Oh, sorry. Yeah, a little bit careful. Yeah, yeah, that that is. Yeah, sorry. And it is recent, but still, you know, she'll have known that this was funny, a fun thing, and I imagine that's why she did it. Debs Donovan knew something was brewing. Oh God, it just gets. (laughs) Oh, Leicester Mercury. Oh, this is uh, this is the kind of publication I want to write for, where I can make puns like that. Debs Donovan knew something was brewing when her mother brought up the subject of her own funeral. Oh, so Debs is the daughter, I think. Debs is the daughter, so I don't feel too bad about slagging off. But she nearly choked on her cuppa when her mum, <laughs> Tina Watson, asked to be buried in a coffin designed like a giant box of tea bags. It's typical of my mum, said Debs. <laughs> What's she like? <laughs> she, uh, that's almost literally what she says. She has a wicked sense of humour and drank about 30 or 40 cups of tea a day. 40? Wait, sorry. 30 what? or 40. Is that why she's... Every day. <laughs> I mean, 40 cups of tea a day. Every day. She just loved having a cuppa. We got chatting about her coughing after the funeral of my stepdad, Peter, four coughing. years ago. Coughing. Coughing. Oh. <laughs> We've lost the plot now. Yeah. She just blurted out, I want to be buried in a coffin that looks like a giant box of tea bags. <laughs> I burst out laughing and said, Okay, but it's got to be Typhoo. 
Because you only get an ooh with Typhoon. That is disgusting. <laughs> is this sponsored by Typhoon? Mum cracked up at that and we just fell about laughing. She was deadly serious about the coffin and that was that. Mum said her mum died aged 73 from heart failure. Oh. Can't laugh too many much. cups of tea. <laughs> <laughs> too much caffeine. Yeah, there's no correlation. She said her mother always managed to put a smile on her face despite having beaten cancer twice and having oh. both legs amputated. Oh, that's, that's really sad. I won't carry on reading that bit because that's a bit sad. Back to the tea bags. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the, the light-hearted bit. Funeral director Paul Pender said, It was one of our most unusual requests, but we were happy to able to make it happen. I got in touch with the guy that helps us with customised coffins, and he produced the goods. It's always nice when the customer gets what the customer wants. <laughs> That's the end. Look at this coffin. Has to be seen to be believed. Oh, it's... Oh, oh, God. It's a bright red... It's bright red. ...coffin that says Typhoo in the correct branding. On the side, it looks like a giant box of tea bags. Who and drinks Typhoo? It had to be Yorkshire tea, didn't it? Yeah. Or PG, come on. PG. Love and this PG. is a picture um, of the lady who looks oh. full of fun. Oh, I bet she, yeah. She's she sounds a, like she's she was got a hand fun. behind her head in like a pin-up pose. She's got sunglasses on her head. Um... Loving life. Yeah, she looks really She fun. just had her 37th cup of tea. <laughs> That's why she looks so happy. God, that kettle must have been constantly out. Yeah. That electricity bill. <laughs> As we come to the end of the show, we just have about time for a game we like to call QVC WTF. You know the rules now. I go out the room, Liam finds an object on wish.com, I have to sell it QVC style. I've, I listened back to a couple of the past ones uh, we've done, and I need to up my game. I need to I need to jazz it up. I'm going to try and go with a different angle to my selling tactic, but I, I, don't hold me to it. No. I might have this, to edit that out after. This part of the podcast is my favourite, and actually I've had loads of feedback from, from people who listen saying they find it really funny. Oh, good. Laugh out loud funny, a lot of people have said. Oh, thank God. Well, so, oh. Uh, actually, on the theme of corrections, we uh, we need to offer a correction really, really quick. <laughs> we do. So, in the first episode, I was doing some research about Strange Race Prison. I mentioned that um, people were executed there, which they were. People were executed at Strange Race Prison. When I was doing my research and found out that they were buried inside the prison walls, I took that very literally. <laughs> so did I, I along with it. <laughs> we imagined that they were bodies within the within walls. Within the wall, so, the actual wall. So when you, I was imagining lying on your single bed in your cell with <laughs> a skeleton to your right within the bricks. Yes, That's what I, I was imagining. That, that was almost exactly like what something I thought. from yeah. the Goonies. Yeah. Turns out it just means within the boundary of the prison. So thank you to Liam's parents. Dad, yeah, yeah Liam, Liam's dad to uh, correct Who us. Who said that he did find that the funniest part of the podcast, the fact that we'd got that got, wrong. We got that wrong, yeah. So within the boundary walls. So still sinister and yeah. still probably in the ground, you know, a bit more conventional than in the bricks and mortar, but yeah. Three university degrees between us and we still didn't understand that, so oh well. Anyway, I'm gonna leave the room. And you get that you get that item up. Okay. Okay, guys. It's quite a simple one to describe today, and it's also really weird. Well, of course it's really weird. This is Wish.com, but it's essentially... It's a USB stick that would go in the side of your computer. I think we all know what a USB is. I don't know why I just explained that. But it's in the shape of a thumb. So it's, it's literally a flesh-coloured 
thumb that looks like it's been cut off at the first knuckle so it's got a fingernail it's wrinkles it's really really sick looking it's not at all plasticky it looks like a real chopped off thumb and sticking out of the end of the thumb just just below the knuckle is a little silver usb um finger plastic model pen drive comes in 8 16 32 and 64 gigabyte let's call howie back in hello hello i'm excited this makes me giddy, this bit. This makes me excited. So you're going live in five, four, three, two, one. Are you a silver surfer? Are you a tech whiz? Or are you just lonely and need a finger? <laughs> this finger plastic model pen drive 2.0 USB flash drive, memory stick, USB pen drive, 8 gigabytes, 16 gigabytes, 32 gigabytes, 16 gigabytes. It's now £6. It is designed to just fit straight Oh my god. I'm literally lost for words. I'm lost for words. Uh, right, okay. Do you want your laptop to look like someone's trapped inside? <laughs> if so, this USB stick is the one for you. Shaped like a thumb, it will stick out and make you think, is there someone in my laptop? Is there someone trying to get out? No. You're just downloading your files. Get a thumbs up as you download with this <laughs> smart piece of kit. By now. It's so random. It's so random. I was Wish, lost for words. Wish.com really baffles me. Yeah, it's strange, strange website. We would like to say thank you for the lovely comments that we've been receiving from people. It's actually been quite uplifting to know that people have listened and really enjoyed it yeah we're a couple of episodes in now and we've had a really surprising amount of views actually which i'm really pleased with um a lot of people have been sharing it and sending us messages saying that they were really enjoying it which is really nice to hear yeah i really um, appreciate it one of our friends said it was it reminded them of qi and eight out of ten cats oh. <laughs> very high praise yeah, so thanks I mean... for that patrick um, <laughs> But even people we don't know um, messages about it. In fact, one um, guy on Instagram messaged me. He lives in New York and he knows all about Rikers Island Jail, which we also mentioned in the first episode. Oh, really? And he said that that jail is closing down soon. Oh, which, that's good know, to know. Maybe our follow it up. Our um, condemning podcast. Yeah. Make people investigate into the uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the conditions. Yeah. We've also got people listening in Poland and in Italy. I don't know if I've told you this, but it kind of shows you around the world. Where That's amazing. That's um, amazing. US and, of course, the UK. So. I just thought this was my mum's going to listen to it. I don't even think she listens to it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be my mum, but she don't even listen to oh, it. Oh, my mum loves it, by the way. In fact, I'll mention this on the podcast, so hi, mum. Uh, but she, one thing that would really help the show out, and I don't want to be begging and like a YouTuber, but is if you leave a review, on, especially on the Apple Podcasts, yeah. uh, if you leave a written review. Um, we've actually got loads of five-star ratings, which I'm so happy about. But my mum said, oh, I was going to go on and leave you a written review. And then she said, but when you write a review, you have to, you have to come up with a nickname. Um, so she, <laughs> so, um, what is her nickname? So she said, so I tried Deborah. <laughs> Which is a name because she's the only person called Deborah in the world. And then she was surprised. She said, um, "It wouldn't let me have Deborah." So I was like, "For God's sake, Mum! It's this is a username like there's of course someone else is called, called Deborah." So she said, "Then I tried Debs, <laughs> <laughs> and that didn't work either." So then she said, "My last attempt was um, gonna be, and this is just ridiculous, Mama Bear three six five. <laughs> 
And then she said, but I just thought, oh, I don't want to embarrass you. So, so I left it. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, so, Mum, if you're wanting to leave a review, please do. Um, I'm sure everyone can look forward to seeing that review on there. Yeah. And, and if you w- would like to leave a review, then please do. But... And you have to use Mama Bear 365 now. <laughs> yes. Stra- in fact, strange nicknames, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, <laughs> strangest nickname gets a point. I think that... And also, send us your strange occurrences on via email or message us on Instagram or whatever. If you've had something weird happen to you in the week, we want to know. We would. We want to know. And I think that's everything. That is everything. That was a bit of a plug, and I do feel like a YouTuber. But it, it's needed. It is needed, and um, it's going really well. So I'm really happy that everybody's enjoying it as much as we are making it. Yeah, I love making it. So thanks so much for listening, and until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.